what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Fantasy Red Zone. I am your host, Memphis, at DFF Memphis on Twitter, and this is episode three of the Fantasy Red Zone, and this continues to be my little side hustle, my side project. People like a good start and sit show, but I, you got to be careful how you say that. I should say sit and start show, because if not, I'm going to say something I shouldn't. But uh, don't forget about them sharts. We, we defined a shart for you last week here on the Red Zone that a shart is when you think you're going to fart and you wind up pooping your pants. So we're going to go through all 15 games as the Redskins and Carolina Panthers are on by. But the reason, another reason why I did this is, uh, as Hank Williams Jr. used to say, you know, you can have all your rowdy friends over. And tonight, I have two of my rowdiest friends over to help me break down these games. First, I will bring on the good half of the fantasy football fellas at KyleFFFellas on Twitter. Kyle, what's going on, buddy? Memphis, thanks for having me, bro. It's good to be on the show with you. We haven't talked in a while, man, so it's good to be back. Yeah, it's good It's good to have you. And also joining us from parts unknown, but not really. He is from the beautiful country of Australia. Australia, on the Dynasty War Zone, is the number is the number one international listening base to the Dynasty War Zone outside of the States. And I'm proud to welcome in my Australian brother, G, of the app, the Aussie Guys podcast. G, what's going on, man? Uh, Mr. Memphis, uh, good to speak to you. And it's amazing, we were talking uh, off air before we started, and mate, your whole persona just changed as soon as this thing started. You're more relaxed, <laughs> you're sort of you're more regulated, uh, the language disappeared, I hope it comes back. Uh, but mate, uh, absolutely wrapped. I saw the bat sign went up, uh, hit the clouds, and I thought, mate, I'm, I'm in. I want to get on this and uh, have a chat with you boys. Well, I, I am, I am very grateful that both of you guys jumped on. It, this is a hard show to do because you, uh, first of all, this is Kyle's sixth show of the week. If, if you're not already listening to the Damn. fantasy, to the fantasy yes, football fellas, they normally drop Monday, Tuesday. Thursday, Friday, they do start sits. They do a, a, a recap show on Monday. They do waivers on Tuesday. They are literally your one-stop redraft fantasy football podcast. But this week, they went double hammer. Uh, Kyle and Seth, they jumped on with a bonus episode on Wednesday. And then here he is. He's here, going to be here bright and early on Saturday morning. And for those of you that don't know, Saturday mornings, kind of by the time you're listening to this on Saturday, it's almost bedtime in Australia, so that tells you the extra effort that G is putting on this show tonight to, to help us get it going. So we're going to start kicking off these games. The first one is the New York Jets at the Jacksonville Jaguars. The line is the New York Jets are getting 7.5 points if you're into that sort of thing. I'll just go real quick from my end. The Jacksonville starts. I'm only starting really Leonard Fournette. Uh, the Jets are only giving up 75 yards per game on the ground, but it's Leonard Fournette. It's not like you have better options with two teams on by and running backs like Devonta Freeman banged up. I could see starting Keelan Cole in a pinch, but this secondary is pretty good. And I am not playing Yeldon, Moncrief, D.D. Westbrook, or Austin Severian Jenkins. And I think Blake Bortles is going to be my first shart of the show the, the the jets are only giving up 230 yards passing per game they've only given up three tds on the season and they've created five picks bortles is always hovering around a qb1 but i i can't trust him uh, in a two qb league you may not have a better option you may have to roll him out there on the jet side Bilal Powell, and that's it 
Uh, this Jacksonville Jaguars defense is nasty. I'll start with Kyle. Kyle, what did I miss with the Jacksonville Jaguars and the New York Fighting Jets? Yeah, I think this one's pretty straightforward, and, and you hit it on the head. I like Quincy Nunwa in the year, but I'm trying to avoid him. Uh, so really, like I said, I think you nailed it. The only thing I'll throw out there, and not to look too far ahead, but I do write a uh, waiver wire sniping article over at DFF, so I kind of take a look ahead to guys that you can add uh, right now before they become hot waiver wire pickups next week. And if you own Blake Bortles or if he's sitting on the wire, I'm not starting him this week. I 100% agree with what you're saying, but he d- does get the Chiefs in week five. So if you're in a streaming uh, quarterback or you got an extra bench spot, um, Blake Bortles isn't a bad ad. I agree. Don't play in week four, but uh, week five, that, that game is going to be awesome between the Jags and the Chiefs. So, uh, But for week four, man, I think you nailed it. Gee, did I? Did me or Kyle miss anything? You want to? No, not at all, mate. No, no. On the money, the only one I'll be starting is Fournette. Um, uh, on the Jag side, uh, did, what did they put up last week? Was it six, six points? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They. Uh, it, was a, it was a baseball score. Ah, uh, mate, like watching soccer. Lambo destroyed uh, it, man. Just uh, slaying people. Uh, <laughs> but. Uh, we, we did our pod uh, last night, which dropped, uh, Aussie Guys pod, uh, dropped this morning. Uh, and, look, we, we do our start and sit. And I had Quincy Noon was a sit this week. Um, mate, if you watch last week's game, though, he had he had 11 targets for the whole game. Mate, I thought he had 11 targets in one quarter. Mate, Darnold just keep throwing the pill. But when you look at his stat line, it's not that great for someone who's been targeted that often. And I've heard a lot of people talking about this week. But um, he'd be the only one that I would have started. And he ain't on my list this week yeah i agree and a personal favorite was robbie anderson but without josh mccown he's not a thing he needed that guy who just chucked the ball deep so robbie a can go away uh the next game the my that the three and oh who who didn't see that coming miami dolphins heading to the one and two who also didn't see that coming new england patriots the miami dolphins are, are getting six and a half points as they go into foxborough uh you got to start Brady and Gronk regardless of matchup, although Miami is a very favorable matchup to the tight end. They've given up over five receptions and an average of about 65 yards. So then when you put the Gronk multiplier on that, should be really nice. Love James White this week. The Dolphins have given up eight receptions on average per week to the running back, and that's James White's role, especially with uh, Rex Burkhead. He broke his neck. Uh, No interest in playing Hogan or Dorsett. And I think if Josh Gordon rolls out there, I think you're going to be super excited because he's got Tom Brady. He's a shark for me as well. I, th- I, I think uh, it'll be exciting. We like his talent. He looks good in a pair of shorts and a tank top because he's in great shape. But uh, I'm you not... talking about Brady? Yes, yes. <laughs> Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Brady. I'm talking about his wife. Look, oh, yeah. And, uh-huh. But uh, t- Tom Brady looks like, you know, with his shirt off, looks like the Pillsbury <laughs> Doughboy. I just want to walk up and poke him in the belly and go, ooh-hoo. Uh, on, the, on, on the Miami side, I, I firmly think you can start Tannehill. I'm not playing either running back. Not not until these things what? clarify. Drake, Drake has been a mess. And the, the wide receivers, I mean, maybe Amendola. I know Kyle likes Stills. He feels like a he feels like, like, like an RB2, I'm sorry, a wide receiver two flex play. GM will go to you the first this time. In this New England-Miami game, am I missing anybody? Is there anybody that you like? Is there an Amendola? Is there a Sony Michelle? What am I missing with this game? Look, I've, I've heard a lot of people talk up Sony Michelle this week, but I, I I don't know if a lot of people actually watch the games or they see the highlights and maybe read a box score. But Sony Michelle, he looked he looked okay 
Um, I think he's going to look. He's it's, what we three games in. So what do you expect from from a rookie? But he's not going to. He doesn't look at the moment like the, the Georgia back. And you've got to remember, these guys are bigger, stronger, faster. Those own tackles you're breaking in college, mate, ain't working anymore. These, these guys are going to wrap you up and bring you down. Um, so he's going to have to find a little bit more. Uh, would I start him? Uh, you, you might have to. I think I have to because some of my running back leagues absolutely suck. Um, but, yeah, look, on that side of it, uh, who else we got? Brady looked terrible last week. Um, he, he missed some serious throws. By I'm not talking like by foot. I, I reckon he missed some guys by meterage or yardage, as you guys call it over there. I don't know why you call it that. There we go. It have to be different from Inches. everybody else. Inches. <laughs> um, <Probably> feet, but <laughs> yeah. And look, you got to start Gronk because Gronk's Gronk. Um, he's, he hasn't been happy about the way the team's performing and, and himself. So hopefully he's angry enough. Uh, on the other side of the ball, mate. Yeah, I'm I'm starting Tanhill now. Here's a stat: in the last eleven games. That Tannehill has played with Gase, he's ten and one, which is Stunning. quite a surprise, actually. So uh, yeah, look, last week what two eighty nine, three TDs, uh, and you're right about the running backs. My ain't starting either of them. I, I don't own either of them, and I wouldn't start him if I had him. What what was the yardage? Was six carries and twelve yards for Gore, and five carries and <laughs> three yards for Kenyon Drake. Um, uh, they get, didn't do much more in the uh, receiving out of the backfield. So outside of Tannehill, and I agree, mates, I start stills every week. My my number two, a flex spot, I'm sticking him in there. All right, Kyle. Now, I know from listening, because I am a regular listener of the Fantasy Football Fellas, <laughs> every single episode, I have not missed one in over two years, and that is a true story. But now, I remind me. I know you're for sure the Stills guy. You, everybody and their yes, brother sir. knows you're the Stills guy. Now, are you? You're Drake, and 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 Seth is Gore. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, he's always been Frank Gore, which he's usually coming out on top in that debate. But for this year now, with Gore in Miami, we got to put Kenyon Drake and Frank Gore head to head. Um, and I liked Drake a lot coming into the offseason. I liked how he finished the end of last of 2017, and he got off to an okay start this year. Um, you know, he had about. Uh, I think nine fans, nine points in PPR week one, a really solid week two because he hit Pater and then week three was horrible. And despite them winning that game against Oakland, they were actually trailing most of that game. They weren't really running the ball. They were running a lot of, they hit on a lot of, you know, trickery plays, which kind of took a lot of the plays off the field for them. Like they didn't have to run very many plays because they had these long touchdown scores and little flips from Tannehill to these speedy gadgety guys. So I actually do like Kenyon Drake this week. Um, if you look at the running backs, how it breaks out for week four. It's pretty trash. Um, I like Kenyon Drake okay as a running back too, but he's 16th in my rankings this week. And even Sonny Michelle, I agree. He, even the box score wasn't great for Sonny Michelle. He did see a lot of carries, which is, which is good. And with Rex Burkhead out, that's why I still have Michelle as a start. He's 21st for me at the position. I'd start him over any of the Jets guys that we talked about earlier. Um, but with with Burkhead out, I think Michelle will see the majority of the carries for this team. And that's why I think he's kind of a default running back too, but definitely low end. I, I get where you guys are coming from on that. Hey, before we just go on, like we, we do a segment on our show, winging a prayer play that you stick, you name mm. a couple of players that just, uh, you know, you throw it out there and hope that, you know, it comes up snake eyes or whatever. It's, whatever's good. I, don't, I have no idea. I'm not a gambler. But Jakeem Grant, is he one of those guys that if you're, struggling for uh, you're never going to be struggling for wide receivers because there's that goddamn many of them out there but is he someone you take a flyer on I, I picked him up in my two best ball leagues 
Absolutely. Because, you know, he could very well, what was he, like two for 90 and two touchdowns the other day? Yep. Got a little Ted yep. Ginn to him. Best ball is the best format for him, Just be, but he's felt, he would be frustrating as hell to own. He's just, I think, for me, uh, I could see him turning into, I mean, he's probably already done more in his career than this guy, but uh, Curtis Samuel seemed in every dynasty league I'm in, he gets picked up and dropped like 18 times a year because, oh man, you know, he's, he's quick. He, he's quick. He can make big plays, but you're never going to know when to start him. It gets frustrating. You drop him and then he looks, you know, great to somebody else. You know, Grant's definitely fun to watch from an NFL perspective and best ball for sure. But yeah, just those guys are tough to, to know when to play, yeah. you know? All right. Well, the, the defending champions, the Philadelphia Eagles are heading to Nashville to play the Tennessee Titans, and I find the, the line on this game to be odd. Philadelphia is giving the the Titans three and a half. And what? Maybe, and, uh, yeah, they're only giving them three and a half, but that was after only giving the Colts five and a half. And I know it was at home, and it's a different environment, but I mean, on the Philadelphia side, this is going to sound weird, but I'm obviously playing Wentz, Ertz, and I'm I'm fading the rest. It's a it's a mixed bag of nuts. In the, over there in Philadelphia. I like Aguilar for PPR, but you know now that Jordan Matthews is back and they're using him in the slot, which is where Aguilar excelled, and is Alshon going to be back, and who's playing the outside? Uh, and then the, then the running backs. I, I came out on Thursday that Jay Ajayi's got a fracture in his back. Now, this is a dude that's already got a bone-on-bone issue in his knee, and now you're saying he's, he's going to play? I don't understand. If, if, if your league, if you go out and Wendell Smallwood's still ava- available in your deep dynasty league, you need to get that dude stashed right away. He had a good stat line last week against the Colts. So, um, But, yeah, I'm starting Wentz, and I'm starting Ertz, and I'm just going to let the rest hash itself out. The Tennessee side for me is pretty easy. It starts with nobody, and it ends with Deion Lewis. <laughs> You know, we, we talked about that uh, running back is a dumpster fire that you have to haul your trash to in the middle of a wasteland at running back right now. So you probably don't have better options than than Deion Lewis. But everybody else, Derrick Henry and his 2.8 yards of rush and Marcus Mariota can't make any make all the throws, which could he ever. I don't know. I'm, none for me, thanks. Uh, I'm passing. So in this game, I'm only really liking three players. I'm liking Lewis. I'm liking Ertz. And I'm liking Wentz. Kyle, am I wrong? Am I crazy? I'm, I'm out on Wentz this week. Uh, I'm going to disagree oh. with you there. I oh. got him right now, 18th my rankings. So just for reference, I'm starting guys that you can pick up off the waivers, probably still here on Saturday morning. Go to your league. I'm starting Andy Dalton, no doubt, over Carson Wentz this week. I'd start Case Keenum. I'd start Ryan Tannehill. Uh, I'd even go Eli Manning over Carson Wentz. I, I want to see it more from him. He had a good first drive but didn't look great um, the rest of the way. I know it was rainy and all that, but I I don't think weather should have impacted it that much. He's still working his way back. It's only a second football game, you know, in nine months or whatever. So that's why I'm fading him this week. I'd start some waiver wire guys over him. Uh, other than that, I think you you nailed it. The Philly situation is a little bit of a mess. I will give a shout out to my co-host. Uh, his start of the week, going out on a limb, he has this tight end at six in his rankings. It's not Zach Ertz. It's Dallas Goddard. Uh, tons of targets for him. Wentz was targeting the tight ends a ton. Uh, he caught a touchdown, but even without that, he had 70 yards uh, in week three. So definitely interesting if you're taking a complete dart throw at the tight end. Philly was throwing a lot of targets to the tight end. Uh, and on the Titans side, yeah, I'm not starting anybody. I would start uh, Michelle and Dr- Kenyon Drake over Deion Lewis. It's just it's a mess right there in Tennessee. G, uh, you're cleaning this one up, and it's a, it's a mess to clean up. 
and uh, look, I had something to clean it up with, and Buddy Kyle went and you know gave a shout out to his boy and took my player from me. Yeah, straight off me. Blame I'm, Seth. I'm, Blame Seth. <laughs> no, I'm not blaming, mate. You know he's my favorite. So <laughs> yeah, we know. We know. There. <laughs> yeah. But look, I, mate, I, I, I have on um, on our show. I had uh, Dallas Goddard to start as well. Um, I, I think with the receivers that they have that you spoke about, Rand, is not really starting anybody. And I reckon it's going to be – it's hard enough to cover Ertz, let alone cover somebody else who's just as athletic and just as big. Um, I, I don't think they'll be able to do it. Look, the Titans are number one against tight ends, uh, only giving up 2.3. But, mate, they, mate they've played you know, Mike Gazek in his first game. They've played the Texans. And I don't even believe they have a tight end position uh, at, uh, at the Texans, uh, unless you guys know one. And then there's the um, the old potential but gives you crap every week, and that's ASJ at the Jags. So they haven't really played a tight end, and this week they're going to play two of them. Uh, and I, I agree with Seth 100%, mate. I've got, I've got Dallas Goddard as a start. And, uh, yeah, as far as anybody on the Titans, I have Mariota in two leagues, and I have to start him because of the two-quarterback league, and that is the only reason that I'm going to start him. Wow. Maybe you need to go out and trade for Eli Manning. But listen, we're gonna go. We're gonna go to Indianapolis, which is my hometown, and uh, the Houston Texans are coming calling, and they are a one-point underdog. The Colts are giving them one uh, from the Houston side. I think it was weird because Seth, I believe it was Seth of the FF fellas, agreed with me that Deshaun Watson could be a shark this week. He, it feels like it's an easy matchup, and the Colts are an easy target. But they're one of the tougher defenses right now against the quarterback they're at home this offensive line's playing terrible the col- the Colts are tied for fourth in sacks this year uh, probably a sneaky stat uh, a sneaky stat that a lot of people didn't realize I still think you have to play you know DeAndre Hopkins that feels like a duh and then will will fuller is is growing on me none of the Texans tight ends to G's point are worth a damn and I, I will tell you this I, I will be playing Lamar Miller and if you're looking for a sneaky PPR option, maybe in like a daily format or something. The Colts have quietly given up 28 receptions to the running back position this year. That's over nine a game. So in PPR, that's very lucrative, and I I have a feeling that will be Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller has a a small track record in a short time in Houston of really punishing the Colts. So I could see him having a good game. So being cautious with Watson, starting Miller, starting Hopkins, starting Fuller, no tight ends. On the Colts side, I'm still starting Andrew Luck. I get it. He's not looked great, but he's played some tough defenses, and he's played them on the road. I'm playing T.Y. Hilton, and it's, it's pretty simple. I will play Eric Ebron because Jack Doyle has been ruled out in the tight end. If you think the running back situation's bleak, go look at the tight end position for a second. And uh, so it, with, with Doyle out, I will play Ebron. And with the running backs, I'll say this. If, T, if uh, Marlon Mack plays, I'm playing none of them. And if... Marlon Mack doesn't play. I guess I could see Roland Jordan Wilkins out there. Although I don't think Mack's going to play because the Colts did sign uh, Slippery McNipples, Jeremy McNipples, <laughs> off of the practice squad today. And uh, that, that tells me that more than likely Mack is out. So uh, I think I covered this one from end to end, but did, did I miss anybody? Am I not giving anybody enough love, G? You did miss someone. Can you hear me? AJ, AJ, the uh, hey, we, we added I'm an here. Aussie guy. What's going on, AJ? It's good. I've just been doing. I've just been on home duties. I'm. So, I apologize, but I, after just f- finishing a really quick, oh, quick edit of our pod, 
uh, and wanted to get that out. So, uh, yeah, but I'm here. I'm on deck for at least a little bit. Um, hey, Ryan Grant. I, I, I'm, I'm familiar. He's, he's got like an 80% catch rate. Moneymaker. He is. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, I think he's a sneaky good play. Uh, you know, I, obviously TY is, you know, the obvious one, but Ryan Grant's just been kind of a bit under the radar and just been, uh, especially PPR, of course, mm-hmm. been making some noise. No, that that is, and he has one of the better catch, catch percentages in, in all the leagues. So, I, I I was really hoping my man Dion Kane, who's now on IR, was going to be that wide receiver too. Mm-hmm. But 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 Ryan Grant could could definitely do that. Kyle, anything that I missed from this Colts Texans game that you want to chip in on? No, I don't think so. I mean, a little lower on luck this week. Uh, like I would start Dalton over him, you're but other than that, I think I'm not. What should I? I said you're down on your luck. I'm down on yeah. I'm down on your <laughs> luck, uh, my friend. I hope he like he, he had a lot of touch. He had like what three touchdowns dropped last week. So I'm not freaking out. I saw him dropped in a few leagues uh, even. And if Dalton was out there, I picked him up and I'm gonna roll him where I have him. But otherwise, luck's an okay start. Uh, the question I wanted to bounce off you there, man, because this this Colts backfield has been horrendous, and mm-hmm. I've just been waiting for something to happen. Is there any chance that they give the oh. ball to Robert Turbin when oh, he comes I- back? I want to bring some another guy you just stole straight out underneath Damn my nose. Right. I was going to bring it up. You, I'm not going to bicep, stop. Biceps, Bob. I'm glad I get to talk before. They cut. Here, you know, not having a damn word to say. So, okay, cool. They cut Seawoke. So, without Seawoke, um, th- there's going to be a job for him. I think old Slippery McNipples gets back to the practice squad next week when uh, – uh, Bob comes back from his PED suspension quietly with Julian Edelman and, and Mark Ingram. But uh, we spent enough time on these Colts and, and Houston Texans for, for, for a team with one win between the two of them. We've, 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 we've burned up too much airtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, and speaking, for, speaking about teams with, uh, with two wins between the two of them, and that's the, the Packers and, and the uh, Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills, fresh off the ass whipping they laid on the Minnesota Vikings last week in Minnesota. <sighs> Wasn't that great to watch? N- n- now they're heading to... Uh, Heading to Green Bay, and I tell you, that Buffalo Bills defense has looked a lot better with head coach Sean McDermott calling the plays, but I'm, I'm going to change it up a little bit now that we have extra extra hosts and A.J. of the Aussie guys. I'm going to let G and A.J. break this one down, and then Kyle and I will chip in. Well, to start off with, if you look at the Green Bay side, um, obviously you're going to start Rodgers, you're going to start Devontae Adams, Adams um, Geronimo. Ad- Geronimo! Geronimo's, yeah, he's a very good start actually this week. Um, Jimmy Graham, uh, I'm really disappointed about Jimmy Graham. He's someone I had really high expectations on, and I sort of lauded his his name before the start of the season. But I think it's come down to the fact that with the injury to Aaron Rodgers, I think he just he, he automatically turns to the guys that he knows and the guys that he trusts, and and that's become Devontae Adams over the last couple of years. And if you look at it, I think Devontae Adams has the most red zone targets uh, of, of any of the Green Bay Packers, and I don't see that changing in the near future. But, oh, look, I have I have real concerns, not just on this game, but going forward um, on people I'm really nervous about, and that's Aaron Rodgers. If you watched him play last week, that, mate, he is, as I said to AJ last night, you know, you, you bring out the gimp, and that has a whole different connotation. But, um, 
he looked really gimpy on that leg last week, and I don't know if he likes to get up a little because he likes to be the um, the hero. But um, just going forward, just someone if I'm thinking about sort of maybe moving him on in redraft leagues for somebody else. Um, and on the on the other on the other side, the, hang on, sorry, Aaron oh, Jones. Okay, so I'm an Aaron Jones truther for sure. I don't think Jamal Williams did anything to, uh, you know, stick a pin in the job in the time that he's been in. And obviously Aaron Jones came back last week and it was, you know, it was okay. He was on a snap count or, you know, whatever. It was a bit of a split backfield. But, uh, you know, I think Aaron Jones also kind of plays into the narrative of a gimpy Rogers because Rogers is going to have to dump the ball off to somebody. And Aaron Jones, he's got a turn of speed. Uh, you know, he can he can make some noise. I think he's really going to come good. So I, I'd be targeting him personally. Okay. And on the Bill side, um, geez, who do you, Josh Allen. Do you give Josh Allen the go? After <laughs> what you saw last week, seriously, would you give him a go? I would, like, ra- if you're I would a rather two, play two, him than Mariota. QB league? If I would much rather play Josh Allen than Marcus Mariota right now. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I agree. Yeah. And I actually will be doing that this week. And th- those same two players, actually, Mr. Memphis, is the two that I'll be swapping this week. Wow. And, you know, uh, Josh Allen's going to get your points with his legs as well, which is nice. Uh, but, yeah, gee. It was a nice hurdle. Surprised. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, a great a great touchdown. I think he, what, he dove from the, what, the 25-yard line? Yeah. That's what it looked like. You think Sean McDermott is like, uh, don't do that again. No, please. Please, <laughs> please do not. All he was missing was a cape. <laughs> If you had a cape on, it would look perfect. <laughs> so that's our breakdown. Kyle, did uh, did our Australian brothers miss anything that you want to add? Because I got two things, but I'm going to let you go first. Now, the only thing I'm going to mention here, you mentioned Aaron Jones. Um, and I think Jones and Jamal Williams are better starts than Shady McCoy this week. Uh, if Shady goes, I'm rolling both Green Bay running backs uh, over over Shady. And I'd still, like you said, split backfield uh, there in Green Bay as of right now. But I think for this week, obviously we want to see what's you know what's going to happen going forward. But for this week, I think you can roll both Green Bay running backs as low end flexes and feel okay about it. Uh, that's really it, though. Um, you know, it was fun for Buffalo. I think they're going to be it's going to be tough this week, though. Second straight road game against Green Bay. They're coming off a loss, so yeah, it's going to be tough. Uh, my, my two things to add is that one, I believe that by mid season on, those guys that. And especially in redraft, you pick up off of waiver wires that help you win championships. I think two of those type of guys are going to be Geronimo Allison and Aaron Jones. I, I think they're really going to find their roles, and it's going to take Aaron Jones a while to, to steal significant touches away. But I, I cop, I you know, stated this stat on the Dynasty Warzone on Wednesday, and that the Green Bay running backs last week combined in a losing effort were 15 of uh, 15 attempts for 90 yards. And I think it was nine catches for 70 yards. And if you combine them all together, it was 24 PPR points. But when you chop that up three ways, I think Ty Montgomery had 10 and Jones had seven and Williams had seven. And it was just no real usefulness. But if someone gets hurt or someone takes the reins of this, uh, that's going to be a good thing. And I called Randall Cobb a shart last week, and he's a shart again this uh, week. He's got a hamstring issue. Ooh. And this Buffalo secondary is a little bit better. But this next game, I want to let Kyle start with the breaking down of starts and sits because we're going <laughs> deep. Every one of them. We're going deep to the heart of Texas where the Cowboys are a three-and-a-half-point favorite against the Detroit Fighting Jernigans. Uh, break this one down for us. 
right. Yeah. So who the hell are the Detroit Lions? They start off, they get smacked in the mouth two straight weeks, then they go out and beat the New England Patriots. Uh, now they're heading to Dallas. I'm going to start with the Detroit side. I'm a little cool on Stafford. You can start him this week. I think he's a low-end low end QB start. Uh, I like what I saw from on Johnson. The only issue was he had a lot of carries, but mm-hmm. the percentage of carries he had was still pretty evenly split with LeGarrette Blunt. However, in this case, I don't care. I'm starting on Johnson, no doubt, this week because the Dallas Cowboys are without the general Sean Lee and that defense is not the same. They might have first-round pick Leighton Van Der Esch in the middle of that defense now, but he's no Sean Lee. It's going to take them a while. They gave up a 100-yard rusher to uh, Chris Carson last week, who had been left for dead. So I'm starting uh, on Johnson. Keep I, think they give up one, yeah, I think they give up like 1.5 yards a carry extra without mm-hmm. him in the side. Yeah, it's nasty. It is nasty. As a Cowboys fan, full disclosure, I hate it. And Sean Lee cannot stay healthy. Um, you know, somebody, they got to find uh, McLean, uh, Rolando McLean out there somewhere, take his hamstrings, give it to Sean Lee. Uh, at least he could use them. Uh, it's it's really embarrassing. Uh, that defense is rough. Keep an eye on Golden Tate. Popped up on the injury report late uh, in the week. But I'm starting Kenny Galladay as the number one receiver oh. in Detroit right now. And uh, Jones and Tate are flexes. On the Dallas side, uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Um, Ezekiel Elliott and Zeke Elliott. I'm starting all of them. Uh, that is it. Do not touch anybody else in the squad. Uh, it is an embarrassment. That offense is disgusting. And the sooner they get Linehan out of the way, the better uh, for fantasy owners. And uh, that's that. How Aussies, is Aussies fire How away. are the Cowboys favorites in that game? I have no freaking idea. I don't know. That was my gtbets.eu bet of the week. I said, I will take the Detroit Lions and all the three and a half points you're giving me. Because even, even if Dallas wins, yeah. they're not, they, they, they shouldn't beat them by more than a field goal. One would think so I'm getting three and a half. It, it felt, it felt like stealing. So I think they can win. I think Dallas can win, but it's not going to be, yeah, you're right. Not going to be by more than that. Like, like 24, I read 21. a stat the other day. Just, Oh, sorry. Memphis. I just read a stat the other day uh, with since since Garrett take, uh, took over the uh, the reins there in Dallas and outside I think his third year was probably about his best year he's there like yardage per game but in the last I think the last six years they are a hundred yards a game less than they were six years ago on offense. It's uh, that's scary. quite appalling. That, that that's scary. I, I'll tell you a, a sneaky guy that I'm. You know, we talked about how, how rough the, the running back landscape is. The Cowboys have given up the seventh most receptions to the running back on the year so far. They've given up 24. So that would be an average of eight a game. And, you know, Theo Riddick's always going to be that guy until on Johnson can pry some of that work away. We, we give James White a lot of love in New England, but, you know, Theo, Theo Riddick can be very, very useful in a, in a PPR yeah. format. Yeah, that was – and I, my bad, I skipped over him because – and we actually skipped over him on our show too. Seth kind of called me out at the very end. Um, I have Theo Riddick inside my top 30 in standard scoring this week. I have him above Deion Lewis and Derrick Henry and LaShawn McCoy. I just think that they're going to they, – they can just do whatever they want at the running back position without the way the linebackers are for Dallas. So that's a great call. I'm glad you brought him up because I think he's a solid play this week and a tough week for running backs. And, and I, will, I will leave this game on this one. The Detroit Lions have given up the most yards to the running back position of any team in the NFL significantly, as in they've given up 80 more yards than the 31st-ranked team, which is the Arizona Cardinals. The Lions are giving up an average of 150 yards 
a game rushing to the running backs. I'm telling you, if Zeke can't get off big time this week, I said in, in the hot take uh, episode with Shane Manella and Walker from the Dynasty Football Factory that Zeke would top would not finish in the top five in PPR this year. And, and th- this is this is a game to definitely keep an eye on. But uh, here's a game. We're gonna we're gonna go watch uh, Ryan Fitzmagic continue to channel his inner <laughs> his continue to channel his inner Connor McGregor, and he is gonna take on he's gonna take on the young second year pro Mitch Tushitsky of the of the Bears as as they uh, they, they they lock him up. So uh, you know I'm gonna let the Aussie guys go this now. If we had Seth here being the Bears fan, I, I would give him this one, but I'm gonna give this one to the Aussies. Break down the Bears and the Bucks. Well, what's what's that? The player that that shits himself? Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, what? Yeah, absolutely. What, 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 what do you call it? Shart. 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 I mean, if, right? if you look up Shart in the di- if you look up Shart in the dictionary, there's a picture of Mitch Tushitsky I, on 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 the page. I, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> hey, look, I I think Brian Fitzpatrick could be that guy this week. Um, I think it's all going to come to a bit of an end for him. Uh. I think in the last, I think the stat was what was it, AJ? I think the last nine games, the uh, the Bears at home have only given up. I think it's like sixteen point five points per game, and they've only given point nine of a touchdown per game. So, um, and look, their defense looks fantastic Out, outside of um, well, the the Ram, is it the Rams? I think it is. Um, they have given up the least amount of yards to a lot of positions. Um, so I think this is going to be everybody's going to put Ryan in this week, and I think you're going to have that sharp moment from him. Um, so who else do you play? Well, you, I suppose outside of that, if you don't believe me, you, you start everybody you've been starting at Tampa Bay, don't you? Um, so that means not the running backs. That, you don't start the running no. backs, obviously, because I don't think anybody's been starting the running backs unless you have to. Um, and on the other side of the ball, the Bears, I, I Oof, can't start Trubisky. Mm. Um, and if you can't start Trubisky, I, I'm, I haven't been that impressed with Burton since he's been there. No. Um, now, Anthony I think Miller, Anthony Miller, right. is he out? I think he's out. Uh, yeah, he's going to be out. He's going to miss this game. Yeah. Tariq Cohen? Uh, probably Tariq Cohen. Oh, you're going to start Jordan Howard, of course. Because he's always going to get his workload, um, and, and maybe Alan, Alan Robinson, who's been the most targeted guy there. Um, I, I don't think he's been outstanding. He's been good, uh, but yeah, that that's pretty much the start and sits for. Uh, I think so. We're looking at yeah. Kyle, anything uh, to add about this game that's taking place in the uh, city in which you reside? Yeah, I think they covered it. The only if you want to, if you're in a deep league PPR and you need a dart throw. Taylor Gabriel is not a horrible mm-hmm. start this week. Uh, for some reason, they had it in their mind. Like, have you ever played like Madden where it's like they put you in a snare and like, oh, in this drive, you have to hit the tar- like throw five passes to the tight end to achieve this medal or whatever. They pretty much went into that game last week. The Bears were like, we're going to hit a long pass to Taylor Gabriel. And that's our plan because all they did was chuck it deep to him a hundred times. The guy saw 10 targets last week against Arizona with Anthony Miller out. I think Gabriel could be a sneaky play deep league. Uh, PPR, but that's really it. Everybody else, I think you guys covered. I'm not starting to Sean Jackson steer clear. Uh, Godwin's okay as a uh, a flex wide receiver three for me. 
Yeah, I think it would it be would sorry would it be fair to say that when they went to Gabriel, uh, I think they threw a couple in uh, in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Is it would it be fair to say that it actually helps if your quarterback actually throws it inside the field of play? <laughs> you know that's that's a strategy that some teams take, but the Bears <laughs> um, they've always gone the opposite route. They're against uh, conventional wisdom. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the 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 Nagy offense calls for uh, only getting the ball in play about half of the time. Now yeah. that, that that's not fair. Mitch but is I, perfect for I, it. I, you know, and I, here's the thing: I'm in a position where I'm playing. So in the Scott Fishbowl, I have to play Mitch Trubisky over Dak this week. I just feel more comfortable Ooh. because Tampa Bay is in the bottom ten against every position on offense. <laughs> They, they, they are one of the worst 10 defenses against the quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. Mm. So if there's ever a week to give a, give a bear a try, whether it's Cohen, uh, the Archangel, Tyler Gabriel, you get, hook yep. him up because th- this is your week. This, this next game should, should be uh, points of plenty. And I'm giving this one to G because it's his favorite team. That's the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> That's the Atlanta Falcons hosting the, the Cincinnati Andy Daltons. What do you got, G? Break this one down for us. Ooh, okay. Who are we starting? Well, mate, my big start of the week this week is is my quarterback. And look, I have to, mate. I was, I didn't jump on the Sarkeesian drumming and out of town bandwagon at all, did I? AJ, I was. Oh, not was, at all. I had his back no, the whole time, all the time. I had his yeah. back. Yeah. You had, yeah. But look, <laughs> that, mate, this this could this could be uh, an absolute. That pigskin is going to wrap up some serious freaking fly miles going both ways. Yeah, uh, in this one, and uh, so definitely starting Matt Ryan. He's just been on fire. Look, the offense is looking more like the 2016 offense. Uh, it's not helping us win games, but it looks good. It's great for fantasy, uh, for your fantasy numbers. Uh, so I'm starting him. Yeah, you know, start Julio. Uh, do, you, do you put Calvin Ridley? Are you chasing points if you go after Calvin Ridley? Well, eventually they found out that they did have a number one draft. <laughs> They did pick a guy in the first round. <laughs> so that was good that they, they actually worked out who it was. Um, probably lost him in the building somewhere in that new building. It's so big and you know, complex. Yeah. It's just, um, but, yeah, would I start? Like, you'd, you'd have to. He, he's, he was the most complete uh, wide receiver coming out in this year's draft, and he showed that uh, last week. And, look, he's, he's been showing it every week. If you watch the, if you watch the Falcons um, tape, uh, you see him get open that many times. It's just the we haven't been thrown in his direction. Uh, but now that they do, uh, he's definitely worth a, a flex spot. Um, geez, if, you, if you're desperate, may, maybe Sanu, because he's always that sort of guy that'll just pop up every now and then for one big game, but that's that's a real flyer. Uh, our running backs, oh, Tevin Coleman, if you, if, you, if you have to. I've been starting Edo Smith because I have to, but uh, I don't really want to. Uh, and so on the other side of the ball, Bengals, you, you start them all, and especially Boyd. Boyd is absolutely white on, hot. He is, he is, isn't yeah. he, AJ? Yeah. Like he, he's got the most yards uh, in Cincinnati. He's had the most routes run. He's We saw what he can be uh, uh, in the preseason, and he's continued that into the start of the season. He started, is AJ Green, is he fit to go? Yeah, he's off the injury report. He's good to go. He is. Okay, so obviously you start him. Unfortunately, uh, there's no mixing, so you definitely start mm-hmm. Gio because the Falcons can't stop Jack. Well, I was going to say, G, guys that catch balls out of the backfield. If you're a young guy in the Atlanta area, get along to the game nice and early. They're going to pick two fans to be in the starting <laughs> eleven of the Falcons. D. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. 
they're, that's going to that's going to kill us. I, I it sort of came to a roost a little bit last week, but then again, you're playing against the the Saints' offense, who can put up numbers against pretty much anybody. Mm. Um, but I think this week um, we've we've lost our two starting safeties now. Um, safeties now, so. Uh, it's just I, I don't know who the hell we've even got on defense anymore. <laughs> I've, I've got I've got seriously got no idea. Guys, so uh, it, it could be big for GA. Yeah, to, to AJ's point, guys off the street. Uh, I actually I actually suited up at strong safety last week for the the, the Falcons. I I had uh, three tackles and a pass defended. It was a good time. Uh, Kyle, did did, did uh, our Australian buddies miss anything here? Because I got one thing to add. If you don't, uh, men. I'm starting everyone in this game, and they mentioned that <laughs> this is going to be this is going to be the best game on Sunday, I think, for fantasy owners. I'm playing everybody that I can find. I would even be okay. I hopefully I'm not stealing because apparently that's what I do on the show. But I like what I saw out of Tyler Eifert and his targets last week. Uh, he's working his way back. Uh, he had eight targets in that game. AJ Green went down, but I think this is going to be. Uh, you know, a game where they're going to have to throw and Atlanta just gave up a pretty decent game to Ben Watson last week. Uh, so I like I, I like Eifert. Uh, but other than that, you guys nailed it. This is going to be the best game of the day. Yeah, I, I was going to, you know, bring up Eifert as well. And I agree. The man with the mullet, fire him up. Uh, as, as my yes. as, the, as the great American philosopher, Kyle August, once said, wrap both these teams in the stardom all blanket. Damn and, right. And, and fire, fire <laughs> everybody. Up. I will say this as bad as so it's Atlanta. Atlanta is going to be good for fantasy all year because. The second year in the Steve Sarkeesian offense, they seem to start, you know, starting to be clicking a little bit, as evidenced by Matt Ryan's, you know, first, you know, second two games against the one in Philly wasn't great for anybody not named Julio. But with them being really good in scoring points and their defense being a liability in the secondary, mm. they, th- this just feels like uh, auto points all year long with a good offense and a bad defense. Smells like a recipe for fantasy success. We're going to go to the, the 4 o'clock games, and the Seattle Seahawks are on the road, giving the Arizona Cardinals three points. I'll, I'll jump into this one real quick. Uh, don't freak out about David Johnson. The guys had a 17-point game in PPR, a 16-point game in PPR, and everybody continues just to see the one where he only scored six points. And there's been some knuckleheadedness with the play calling, but that's okay, guys. D- don't overreact to everything that you see. Is he producing as like the third, you know, anywhere from one to the fifth overall player selected? No. But if you try to move him right now while the news is bad, you get pennies on the dollar. You're better off hanging on to him. See what the rookie, because we're, we're going to talk about Cleveland here in a minute, but one of the people that I think gets the absolute biggest bump from Baker is not Landry or Njoku. I think it's Carlos Hyde. And I think with Rosen being back there a little bit more mobile, I, I think we'll, st- we'll start to see the best of, of David Johnson. And here's the thing. For redraft, you probably should have done some research. He has the ninth toughest schedule for running backs in 2018. It's not going to get much better. So uh, the rest of the Arizona Cardinals, no thanks. None for me. I'm driving. And uh, on the Seattle side, I'll play Russ. Uh, my hero, my uh, man crush that I think I've been right on all year, Tyler Lockett. I think this is probably going to be a bad week. Doug Baldwin's back, which means he'll be man in the slot quite a bit. And that means Lockett will be locked up on the outside with a little guy maybe you've heard of named Patrick Peterson. That's a no-go for me. I don't know how Kyle's going to feel about big country, Will Disley, but I, I'm not going there. And as much as it breaks my heart, I cannot, I cannot recommend starting 
the official tight end of the Dynasty Warzone, Ricky Seals Jones, this week. <laughs> Kyle, any, anything on this uh, this wonderful game at 4 p.m. Eastern? You're, rock, you're rocking Chris Carson. Uh, he saw the majority of the carries for the Seahawks. And I'll just shamelessly plug my stuff again, apparently. But this article should be up on DFF already by the time you guys are listening to this. I like what I saw from Christian Kirk at the in that game last week. I'm not starting him here, but looking ahead, he's playing the Niners uh, in week five. Seven for 90 on eight targets, including three targets from Josh Rosen in his limited time at the end of that game. If it's you know if those rookies are connecting, he could be interesting in deep PPR leagues. Uh, I know for redraft, he's only like he's under 15% owned right now. So go get him for free. Uh, but yeah, for this, um, <laughs> as good as the last game we talked about was, this one is pretty much the polar opposite. Aussie guys, yeah. anything? I agree. <laughs> yeah, horrible. You know what? I, but I, look, the the uh, bit of, the, the Ricky Seals Jones hate uh, with Rosen coming in under center now. I think that might be a little bit of a uptick. Maybe not this week, but, you know. Yeah, that's the thing term. that stinks for all these Cardinals because it's like you don't want to trust them, but you don't want to drop no. them because you're like, well, now they're starting over with a new QB. So, you know, so, yeah, you kind of have to hang tight. I hear you. It's a wait and see. Yeah. Well, well listen, l- let's not bury the lead. Let's talk about what could be the most polarizing player in all the <laughs> NFL right now, and that is one Baker Mayfield taking the Cleveland Browns across country. They're going to the black hole to face John Gruden and the Oakland Raiders. Uh, I will share a stat that I heard just before we started recording that going back to 2003, the number one overall quarterback in their first start is 0-10 in that first start. This is Baker's first start. He's going into the black hole. And here's a little – so I'm going to go ahead and and call my shot before I give this one over to AJ because he's a Raiders fan. I'm calling my shot. Baker is going to be a shark. Everybody's going to want to get him off their taxi squad, get him in their starting lineup. The Oakland Raiders have given up the fewest completions to the quarterback position in 2018. They've given up 54. That's an average of 18 a game. And I, I, I see that this being a good Marshawn Lynch and Carlos Hyde game. I think Oakland wins this game. They've been in every game they've been in going into the third quarter. I'm sorry, excuse me, going into the fourth quarter. I think Oakland played the Rams the toughest of anyone who has played the Rams to date. And there's a lot of emotional, there's an emotional high that I don't think the Browns will be able to replicate taking this across country, even with Baker at the helm. So Baker is my shark. I'm starting both running backs. I'm starting Landry and Joku. And I'm fading every Raider not named Marshawn. <laughs> I'm going to give this one to, uh, to AJ, converted Raiders fan. Just before AJ goes on and start, I'm just wondering, with the fade-outs in the fourth quarter, now we know the age the average age of the Raiders players. Do you think, like I've worked in a few nursing homes uh, during my time. I, know, I see all the little tablets they give them. Do you reckon those little tablets they give them in the morning in the nursing homes just sort of wearing off by the end of the third quarter? Well, they just got to move it back later in the day and mix, it, <laughs> and, and mix in an extra pudding at halftime. You saw you saw Jordy last week. He got two puddings and what happened? <laughs> AJ, what do you got about these Raiders and, and Browns? Yeah, yeah, you ha- you have your little giggles, everybody. <laughs> John Gruden. <laughs> Maybe Gruden doesn't realise that, that, that football's played in four quarters. You know what? It's not the age. It's the fact that the defence is on the field for so damn long. They're just absolutely tanked. In the fourth quarter, they're tanked. And the defence actually isn't playing bad. Randy, you sort of – that was a great stat. They're playing the run pretty hard. But 
Look, I, I really like Carlos Hyde this week for the reasons that you sort of outlined uh, and also because of that fourth quarter fade. And Baker Mayfield, I think, is – oh, look, I, I actually think he's going to have a good game. I like the Raiders to win it, obviously, because they're 0-3. <laughs> so I desperately need to win it. But uh, Carlos Hyde, I think, is going to get a decent amount of usage – uh, and especially in the fourth quarter, he's going to really come home. And I really do also like David Ajoku, who has been pretty much ignored by Tyrod. Tyrod? 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 Oh, I have no idea what the uh, Stephen, but, I believe they said it's pronounced that way now. Stephen Taylor. So <laughs> yes. he's been pretty much ignoring the Ty- Tyrod, Tyrod, not, not going to be playing anymore, Taylor. Yeah. No. no. Okay. That's right. Perfect. So, See, that, in, that injury came at a nice time, didn't it? Yeah, that was convenient, I'm, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> oh, I was saying to AJ, uh, the, but seriously, watching him play last week, missing throw after throw um, and not being able to get a completion, and, and in the end he just ran it himself because he, he couldn't actually throw the ball. Mate, those walls were closing in so tight. I reckon. I reckon he went down. He sort of faked the injury and got. Oh, if I get hit a couple more times, I could probably, you know, I've I've showed a little bit of wear and tear in this game already. Uh, that blue tank couldn't come quick enough for him. The NFL Network definitely cut him a check after that game for leaving at halftime. He's like, they're like, thank God we needed this. Yes. We needed Baker on our network. Get out. My word. <laughs> so Njoku's numbers haven't been great so far this season, but you know we saw a connection between Mayfield and Njoku in training camp. Pre-season. Pre-season. And I think he's going to get an uptick. Uh, Perhaps like Antonio Callaway. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you're starting them. You're definitely, you're starting Hyde. You're starting Marshawn. Uh, And a sneaky, look, a sneaky guy to pick up. And look, I can't, the thing about the Raiders offense at the moment is the inconsistency. But it's a shit. Jordy Nelson is... Look, last week they played him out of the slot a bit, and that was like Eureka! Come on, like that's what people have been saying all off season. Like it sort of made sense to have Bruden's a genius, <laughs> Amari Cooper and Martavis on the outside, and have Jordy coming out of the slot. And look, look what happened, you know. So I think that Jordy yeah, could it was a blo- be... it's a really badly blown coverage, but mate, that, that's it all counts. Of course, it all counts, and this is the guy. This is a guy who can run routes, and he's got great hands. And maybe he's lost a, a step or two, but uh, out of the slot, it's it's the Larry Fitzgerald effect. And I think that you know that hopefully that they tap into that and they get some more consistency. Amari Cooper's not someone you can rely on because he, the inconsistency drives me absolutely crazy. Um, so yeah, that's about it, really. All right. Kyle, anything to add about the Baker show? I don't, I don't want to not give you your turn to talk about the the chosen one. Nah, that, <laughs> nah this one's straightforward. Um, I, I think you guys nailed it. And Cooper, yeah, no doubt. He was my set of the week. Trying not to go too obvious, but, man, people got to get off him. The overall like consensus ranking on him going into like Thursday, uh, he was up around like 24. I think people are finally getting wise. He's down around 30, so hopefully people are not starting him this week. But, yeah, you guys nailed this one. You know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys this one off air. We can all we can all uh, uh, we can do this one. You know what? I'm gonna save this. This is a little tease. We're gonna do this after we finish breaking down the game. So listen, let's go to let's go to the New Orleans Saints, going to the Big Apple to face the New York Football Giants. They're giving those Giants three and a half, and I I will just say New Orleans. Pretty simple for me. I'm I'm a, I'm a 
I'm a simple man, and some might say a simple ton, but I'm going to play the big three in New Orleans, Breeze, Kamara, and Michael Thomas, and I'm not trying to figure out the rest. On the Giants side, I will play Barkley. Uh, I think he's pretty much been everything we want him to be. I'd like to see his receptions be more consistent. You know, where he has like two in the first game and then 14 and then, you know, back into single digits. Can we just smooth that out a little bit to where he's getting somewhere around five or six a game? That would be great, uh, Pat Shermer. We would certainly appreciate that as fantasy owners. Uh, obviously, you're rolling Odell Beckham out there. And I think this could be a sneaky Sterling Shepard game with Evan Ingram being week to week with that MCL injury. And, and, and Eli, Eli last week looked like a real quarterback, and the Saints are ranked, <laughs> and, and the Saints, and the Saints are ranked dead last against the quarterback. And I think they're going to have to be passing to catch up. So give me Eli, give me Saquon, give me Barkley and Shepard, and the big three on the Saints. Kyle, did, did I get that right? Did I miss anybody? Are you playing old man yeah. Ben Watson? Anything? Yeah, I think Odell Beckham probably are playing him. Um, no, I've, just I've heard of with Bark. He's good at with football. Bar- with Barkley, um, the Saints have been pretty good against running backs so far in the year, mainly because these teams have been throwing all over them. But uh, Peyton Barber week one, 19 carries for 69 yards. Uh, nice. Uh, Carlos Hyde the next week, 16 for 43. And then Tevin Coleman last week, 15 for 33, but found the end zone through the air. I think Barkley has a modest day on the ground, but for all the PPR sheep out there, it's going to be a very nice day in the receiving game, I think, for Barkley. So, uh, yeah, this one's pretty straightforward. Uh, for the tight ends, Ben Watson uh, is an okay uh, low end tight end one in my opinion this week. How about Rhett? I hey, nah. Rhett, Rhett. Mate, look, I, 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 I'll, I'll agree with every everything you guys said. You're, you're starting exactly all those guys. Like Sterling Shepard's my my start this week. Yeah, that's a good call. Especially with uh, you know, slot corner uh, Patrick Robinson's been put on IR, uh, so that just takes a little bit of uh, a bit of sting out of uh, what Sterling Shepard's going to have to put up with this week. And the Saints are giving up. Mate, 47 and a half fantasy points to wide receivers already this year. It's just absolutely ridiculous. We're giving up almost, just under 300 yards a game and three TDs. Uh, but, I, mate, what's wrong with Rhett? Like, Rhett, he's a, he's a flyer. Come on. Rhett's too busy it's, it's saving to Scarlett. I'm, I'm out on Rhett. You're out on Rhett? That, 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 well, that, that action's going to Sterling. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's just a, just a little sneaky in there, like the like you said. The, the Eli has always the tight end, tight end is Siberia, isn't it? It's seriously Siberia out there. So trying to find a palm tree in the middle yeah. of Siberia, it's, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> um, so if you're looking for someone that you just is sitting out there, look, Pat Shermer was his tight ends coach when they were in Minnesota together, and he's a massive rap for him as a player. Uh, so just just I just I like to put a little sneaky one in underneath the door when no one's looking. A little sneaky, sneaky. Well, we're going to we're, we're going back to California. The Chargers are hosting the Jimmy G Cula, so the the Forty Niners are a little less handsome this week without without G, uh, Jimmy G Q, and they're playing another guy with some initials, and that's C J C J Bethard is going to be steering this even, ship. Go ahead. Even his name is ugly. Yeah, C J Bethard. Oh, God, he sounds like a guy from <laughs> Iowa. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, exactly. He's like on the cover of like you know Corn Maze Weekly or whatever. Yeah, yeah you know, he's, he's making a GQ appearances. He's out back. Hey, you realize he's uh, related to Bobby Bethard? I don't know who the hell that is. He could be related to Bobby Brown, and I'm not playing him. <laughs> you don't know who Bobby Bethard is? He's, he's so, in the Hall I, of Fame. Yeah. How dare you? Yeah, <laughs> did he? Did he? Was he alive or did he play ball before 1990? Because if he did, I don't know him. That was a GM. He was he was GM of the Redskins and the Chargers. Uh, 
All right. Oh, okay, but, well, yeah. I'll plead go. ignorance for that for well, sure. Well, I, I, Not, no shame. Th- this one right here, I'm. Uh, I-, I can see playing George Kittle. George Kittle and Beathard had a little thing last year, and if Breda goes, uh, C.J. Yes. Beathard, uh, if you if you think Sam Biscuits, Sam Bradford checks down a lot to the running back, C.J. Beathard just said, "Hold my beer," because he because uh, <laughs> Carlos Hyde last year got an average of eight targets per game, Gosh. and C.J. Beathard was in there. So uh, if Breda plays, he's still fighting on you know coming back from a hyperextended knee. But and then on the the L.A. Chargers side. Give me everyone not named Antonio Gates. And I'll, I'll, let, I'll let the Aussies go. I'm going to let AJ have this one, too, because uh, he's a converted Chargers fan. He found <laughs> the Lord and, and John Gruden in Oakland and left these Chargers. So, AJ, give us give us a breakdown. Oh, have you just seen his face just there, Memphis? <laughs> just the eye roll that he gave you. That's just rude. <laughs> we got to do this in life so people can see you do that to them. Uh, no. no. Uh, so, yes, the, you, ch- you play basically all your charges. You play Melvin Gordon, you play Austin Eckler, you play Keenan Allen, you play Mike Williams. Oh, Mike Williams! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> and, Philip, we are we, are, we are seeing the emergence of a player this year. Yeah. In Mike Williams. His stat lines are good. Last week was very good. But just go and watch the way that he's going about and the balls that he's catching and the way that he's doing it, mate. We're seeing the first-round guy that they picked and for the reasons they pick him up. Uh, I agree. And I just – And I was also going to say – Go ahead, AJ. Oh, I was going to say I'm totally 100% on board with Matt Breeder. Uh, He practiced fully during the week. Uh, but I am not on the George Kittle train this week. No. Uh, he's a no-start for me. The Chargers D are playing uh, tight end position really tough. I mean, they've got injuries. Uh, they're struggling a little bit up front, but they are actually playing tight ends really tough. Uh, they've allowed the an average here? of... No, I've got some stats here. Oh. Allowed an average of just 23 Did receiving yards to tight ends per game. And that includes a stat line for Travis Kelsey in week one, which was one catch for six yards. What else have you got there? Well, these the, the, <laughs> I've got the yardage here that with Beth at playing with George Kittle. Oh, go uh, for Last it. year, 14 yards, 0, 27, 22, 16, 46, and 35. And no TDs amongst any of that. And if I had a mic, I'd drop it. Boom. I mean, you do have that, right? I'm gonna, I do, actually. I don't want to drop it. And I'm going to pick it up. No. I'm going to pick up your mic, and I'm going to hand it to Kyle. Kyle, what do you got? <laughs> Uh, I mean, I think you guys covered everything on this game pretty well. (laughs) I like the stats on Kittle. Uh, Definitely got to take a look at him, consider, you know, um, other options. But uh, I'm probably still playing him just because, man, tight end is a wasteland. We can't say that enough um, for sure. And, yeah, Chargers, light him up. Let's do it. Uh, Sounds like Keenan Allen's going to be fine. Uh, He missed practice, but he should be all right. So you're you're lighting them all up. It's going to be great. And I'm going to take this to what we have two games left. We're going to Sunday night, and this is always one of my favorite games to watch, and they play twice a year. That's the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. I I can't think of a guy on either side that I'm sitting. Kyle, tell me where I'm wrong. Who are, who are you sitting amongst these two games? Maybe Willie Sneed? Uh, Not well, a Willie yeah, Sneed game? Damn it. Don't pull at my heart like that. I am probably benching <laughs> Willie Sneed in this game. I think Joe Flacco is an okay stream if you need, if you're if you're desperate for sure. Um, the Baltimore wide receivers were my start of the week on our Friday show. I love Smokey John Brown. 
Uh, Michael Crabtree, I think, has been decent enough. Flying under the radar, he is a wide receiver, too, for me this week. I love the matchup against the Steelers defense. Um, you're probably not starting any Baltimore tight ends, I guess. Um, Hayden Hurst might play, but they're spreading the ball around so much to the tight ends, there's not really one to play. Uh, Pittsburgh, you know who they, you know who, who they are, the usual suspects. Um, if you do want to play the fun game, you just put both uh, Steelers tight ends name in a hat and draw it out and see which one's going <laughs> to hit this week. Cause those, they just damn it. Like every time it's just like, Oh, uh, I swear they go to big Ben. Like before the game, they're like, Hey Ben, Jesse James is 70% starting fantasy. So you're going to have to throw to Vance <laughs> this week. Like, come on. Um, so, and Vance one long touchdown, I get it, you know, and outside of that relatively modest game. So I'm probably not playing the tight ends in this game, but everybody else light them up. Let's go. It, and it's going to be a, a great way to wrap up the Sunday. Aussies, uh, anything I, to add? Uh, no, mate, you guys did a great job. I, I'm starting everybody that you guys said. I'm leaving everybody out uh, except Vance McDonald because, like I said, it's, it, it is what we say it is in the tight end land, and I have, I have to play him. So, uh, But outside of that, no, roll him out. One of the great rivalries in the NFL. Oh, Always that, a cracking game. Yeah. yeah, yeah tough. Yeah. Physical. This is how football uh, – I, I said to AJ last night, this yeah. is going to be a tough physical game. Man, there's going to be more flags flying that I've – seen in any game this year. I don't know about you guys, but I haven't seen so many yellow flags. Maybe it's just because I'm watching every game on condense and all I see is these flashes of yellow in the 40-minute games that I'm watching. Uh, I don't know. Lot of, uh, lot, of new, lot of new rules and rule changes. And I will say this. This is very odd for a, a Pittsburgh-Baltimore game. The over and under, according to Vegas, is anywhere from 48.5 to 51. So... Uh, expect a, mm. to, to to use the term I just heard my man a, a, AJ use a, a cracking game. And speaking of cracking games, that that might lead to some offense. The Kansas City Fighting Patrick Mahomes are going into Denver. <sighs> to, Who? Never heard of him. <laughs> never heard of him. Never heard of him. He's, he's this young. Patty, he's this young fella. Patty. He, he, uh, Patty. His uh, his his full name is uh, is uh, Patrick G Mahomes. And and and, and, <laughs> and, and, and and he is giving up a five, and he and the, his teammates are giving up five points to the home team, which uh, one of the bigger road favorites of the week. I'm gonna give this one to to G because he is the biggest Patrick Mahomes fan I know. Oh, my, I just I'm so glad he's not letting me down because I look look like an idiot. But at the moment I look like an absolute goddamn genius. And, and mate, it's quite unusual. I've said to AJ a couple of times. The amount of people that jump on a wagon after the wagon has already left the, the township is incredible. And Patrick Mahomes probably got more people on that at the moment than anybody else. And look, the only ones I really put credit into are the people that actually put, you know, put dollars and cents on him when they saw him play in college and coming out and say, this guy's going to be something. But mate, he is just light in the world. And to watch him play, I, I love a gunslinger, but I love a gunslinger that that throws the sidearm it's just a ma- magnificent thing to watch. Uh, so, mate, I'm definitely starting. I'm starting uh, some some dude. Is it Mount Hill? Hill Mountain? Tyreek Mount Hill? Yes. Slope. No, I think it's Hillie's last name. I'm definitely starting him. Uh, Travis Travis Kelsey. Uh, look, Hunt hasn't hasn't been the greatest year for Kareem Hunt. He had a couple of touchdowns, but if you look at his yard, his yardage on the ground's not been that great, but you know, how do you, how do you go away from not starting him? Because uh, you draft him so ga- goddamn high. Uh, and look, on the other side, the Broncos, ooh, we had a discussion here last night on our pod, is how long is Case Keenum, the quarterback, 
in Denver. Uh, that's something with Chad Kelly sitting right behind him and uh, what he showed before this season. Uh, do, who do we start on the other side? You started Manuel Sanders, of course. He's, he's by far the best wide receiver they have going at the moment. Uh, I don't know how long uh, it is before Sutton takes over from from Thomas, but I'm, you start Thomas, but mate, he, he's a low uh, second wide receiver, if, if not a flex option. I, I just don't trust him at the moment. Uh, the running backs, mate, Lindsay, Lindsay's my boy this week. Um, he didn't realise there wasn't a Golden Gloves tournament last week. Uh, he didn't know where he was, um, but definitely starting him. He, he's by far the best looking running back they've got. He looks very dynamic once he's got the ball in his hand. Uh, and he's the only one I'm starting. I don't trust, I don't trust Royce Freeman. I wasn't a massive fan of him coming out of Oregon anyway. Uh, he had a couple of good runs, I think last week, but if you go back and have a look at the tape, it was the same as playing at Oregon, mate. There was a massive hole there and you'd be an idiot if you didn't see it. Uh, so that's uh, pretty much who we're starting. AJ, you got anybody to add? I've only got one thing to add, and that is on a completely different topic. And I can breathe. The the 20th of November, the Rams play the Chiefs in what's shaping up as an early game of the year. Uh, it's actually an NFL international game. It's in Mexico. Rams v Chiefs. It's going to be an And that has cracker. a lot to do with this game because... Uh, no, no reason at all. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I can see that being <laughs> the highest... The highest line in maybe the history of Vegas. The over and under could could just be ridiculous. Kyle, anything to add on this last game of the uh, the last game of the week? And then I, uh, I I'll put my little two cents in there. Then I have a question for each one of you on the way out. Yeah, the only other thing I'll add, uh, I agree with pretty much everything you said there. I'm okay starting DT this week as a, a wide receiver too, and I like Case Keenum as a as a uh, as a streaming option this chiefs defense has given up the third most fantasy points to quarterbacks now they played some good quarterbacks and keenum obviously is the worst of the four that they faced this year but kansas city is going to put up some massive points denver's going to be chasing all game long keenum is playing for his job i agree i think that kelly's sitting right there behind him so i think that keenum does put up a decent game here i see him hitting three touchdowns it's not going to be pretty but i think they get it done this uh, he gets it done for fantasy owners and uh the chiefs train just keeps on rolling this week so uh two really good i mean the primetime games this week are solid between what we just saw on thursday then you got the baltimore pittsburgh matchup and then this monday night game you get to see pat mahomes in prime time and it's, it's pretty good pretty good week of football well i'm gonna end this one on uh, one last shot, and that is mr kareem hunt he has bailed owners out the first three weeks with some touchdowns would and, it be a creamy shark? Uh, uh, those, those, <laughs> like a like a soft serve ice cream in your trousers. But uh, he, he, what is wrong with you? A, a lot, uh, a lot, a lot. But he he has received. Here's a stat for you. He has received three of Patrick Mahomes' ninety three targets on the season. Three. His snap percentage. His snap percentage. Game one was in the mid seventies. His snap percentage last week, 61%. As Spencer Ware gets healthy, Spencer Ware is an Andy Reid guy. And I just see Kareem Hunt. If if you told me right now I could have Kareem Hunt or David Johnson rest of the season in a vacuum, give me David Johnson. I think he'll be continue to be more involved in the pass game. And I said David Johnson earlier had the ninth toughest schedule for running backs in 2018. Well, Kareem Hunt has the 10th. And if you have the 10th toughest uh, run schedule, your quarterback setting the world on fire via the air, and you're not included, 
I, and, and your snap shares going down, that is not a recipe for success. So listen, I want to end this right here with everybody's favorite game, Keep Trade Cut, and uh, which is just a cheap ripoff version of the classic American uh, game, Mary F. Kill. But we're not playing that version. We're going to play Keep Trade Cut. And here are your, uh, your choices. You have to keep Trade or Cut, Corey Davis, Amari Cooper, and Will Fuller. And I'm going to start with Kyle of the FF Fellas. Are we, and are we talking Dynasty? Di uh, we, yeah, we, that's exactly right. Dynasty. Okay, cool. PPR. Cool. All right, so it was, da it was Davis, Fuller, and? Cooper. Amari Cooper, Corey Davis. Oh. I, I went with a first-round wide receiver from the last, from the, oh from the 17, 16, and 15 draft classes. Holy crap. All right. Um, I'm, man, that's disgusting. Thank you for this. I'm glad to get to lead it off. But I am going to keep Will Fuller from this group. Um, I he was not a believer going into the season on him, but I love what I, I love the pairing of having him to Sean Watson long term. And I just think he is the, it's weird to say, but I think he's the safest guy from this crew. Um, the other two have been horrendous so far this year, uh, pretty much overall. I'm probably trading Amari Cooper just because there's some truther out there that will give me the most for him. Um, and I'm going to cut Corey Davis from this. And the reason I have him there is just because I, I like what I saw from the kid, but it's been over a year now. He came out of a small school. We know that. And he was taken top five. And the, the quarterback situation there is a question mark. And it's just been, it's not been the returns of, he was like the clear you know, 1.01 for a lot of people coming out. And now he's really falling off the face of the earth. Some due to injuries, some due to the situation around him. Uh, but that's where I'm going to land. So I'm, I'm keeping fuller. I'm trading uh, Cooper, uh, Cooper, and then I'm, I'm cutting, cutting Davis. AJ, same question. Whew, it's so, it's hard, man. That is hard. I, I wouldn't ask the easy ones. I you think I'm some other random slapdick podcast? No, no, no. I bring on the I bring on the best guests. I bring on the best guests, and I ask the toughest questions. I think I have to go with a. I think I have to go with a trade for Amari Cooper for the reasons just said before. Because I think that he's still got value out there. Someone will pay for him. Um, oh man, I'm going to kind of go the same way, which sounds annoying. Um, mm. It is Look, what it is. I know. I, I don't feel like it's fair to give up on Corey Davis. It's so early in his yeah. career. Uh, but if I have to keep and cut someone, well, I think you obviously have to keep Will Fuller. He is uh, he's in an offense that's pretty stable. We, we hope Deshaun Watson sort of plays a bit better, <laughs> lifts his game. But we're in a reasonably stable offense there. He's got a role. Uh, and, you know, I think he's provides you good value back. But oh, I hate to cut Corey Davis, really, honestly. But I couldn't cut – if I flipped it, I couldn't cut Amari Cooper. I don't feel like you get – you can get really good value trade-wise for Cooper still. Um, but you probably could for Davis as well, but more so for Cooper. So that's mine. All right, G. I'm going to be boring as all batshit, and uh, I'm, I'm going the same way as uh, my, my, my two – well, AJ, my friend, and – Unfortunately, Kyle, it's not safe. Hey, there we go, friend. <laughs> <laughs> no takes back. But no. <laughs> he, he literally but said, look, my friend AJ and not Seth. 
yeah. How does that, that happen? Well, I, I'm gonna mix this one up. I, I too, I, I didn't. I thought I would be the lone guy keeping Will Fuller, but in spite of all of his uh, tender hamstring issues, he he has managed to produce when he's on the field. Uh, some interesting Corey Davis stats. He's never had more than six receptions in a regular season game. He's never had a hundred yards receiving in a regular season game, and he's never had a regular season touchdown. And, and, you know, part of that's not his fault. Part of it's the hamstring issue he dealt with as a rookie. But a big part of it is, is his quarterback play. And unless they address it, it's not getting any better. But I, I, I mentioned all that on Twitter last weekend, and I, I had people coming out of the woodwork, um, losing followers on Twitter. It was, it was ridiculous, but I'm fine. I mean, just because I point out the facts doesn't make, doesn't make it my opinion. It, so I, I would be trading Corey Davis just based on the fact that I think between him and Cooper – I think that the there's more people willing to say that the jury's still out. But I think Amari Cooper's got a much better quarterback, but he, he might as well be wearing oven mitts when he's out there. So I'm cutting Cooper, I'm trading Davis, and I'm keeping Will Fuller. Well, listen, I'm going to let you guys go around. Uh, I, I've kind of already told you a lot about the fantasy football fellas in their pod, but Kyle, tell them about your writing. Tell them where they can find you in your, your podcast and your co-host. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, so yeah, please tell us about your co-host. Yeah, some some guy <laughs> named Seth. Apparently, he's got a lot of fans, especially in this room. Um, but yeah, my, my my buddy Seth and I we do the Fantasy Football Fellas podcast. We've been talking about. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at the FF Fellas. You can follow Seth and myself, but mainly Seth, um, on Twitter at <laughs> Seth FF Fellas and at Kyle FF Fellas. Um, Seth doesn't tweet very much, but whenever he does, I always make sure to retweet it and use hashtag Seth tweet because it never happens. But um, it's, uh, it's always a good follow, of course, better than me. So uh, I'm writing a weekly article right now for the redraft team over at Dynasty Football Factory. Uh, it's called Wavewire Sniping. So it comes out every Saturday morning and it gives you all the guys that you can pick up off of your free agent pool in most leagues for free, absolutely free looking one week ahead um, for streamers or stash guys that you can add to your lineup for free before they become hot waiver wire ads the next week. So uh, it's a great strategy. I really enjoy writing that article, but you can check that out over there uh, and check out the pod four days a week and uh, all, all season long, all year long. It's a, uh, it's a good time. So appreciate having me Memphis. No problem. Thank you so much for jumping on at the last minute on a, on a Friday night. And then now uh, let AJ and G tell us about the number one football podcast in all of australia oh what's that it's the at <laughs> that... aussie guys podcast on twitter oh and... i can tell you about our podcast anyway so <laughs> uh, so uh yeah we, we actually just dropped an episode this morning uh but we record once a week in the off season we do lots of scouting type stuff but you know it's, it's pretty laid back podcast isn't it my G? God, and my God. 16 games to watch. Yeah. It's a lot to watch. <laughs> got two bloody kids, wife nagging me. So we usually just drop it at sort of yeah. on the on the eve of the weekend. Uh, so so we can good. drink and we're going to have to go to work next day. Drinks of the pod. Uh, yeah. A staple yeah. of the Aussie guys. We, we, actually, we actually get more response from that than we do from our podcast, but that's fine. That that's is so, fine. Yeah. But follow well, us we, on Twitter at Aussie Guys NFL. And you can also, uh, well, it's got all the links to the podcast on that. If you go to the Twitter feed, you can pick us up there. But, uh, yeah, once a week we, we put a pod out and, yeah, hope, you know, hope people can tune in and enjoy it. It's pretty, you know, laid back and, yeah. I know Seth likes it. Light on content. <laughs> Seth, <laughs> myself, I think, I think everybody likes it and you guys should like it too. Well, listen, on, on behalf of AJ and G of the Aussies and – 
Kyle, the, the, the good half of DFF, fellas. There you go. I am thank at you, DFF Memphis, and thank you so much for tuning in. I'll be back next week. Which one of my rowdy friends will be joining me? I have no clue. But thanks for tuning in. Good luck in week four, and we'll catch you next week. Take care, guys.